2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6 30 Chad. It is my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of our trophy, Leon DriveSidle. Leon Dreisaitl hammers at home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto
0: with a Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with
1: fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nijan Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. and trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. I you know. on this. Jajar Kira from your Edmonton Oilers. This is
2: the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Archibald Rich
3: Mike Smith, Leon Dreisettle. This is Conor Dave from your Edmonton Oilers. And
2: this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chat.
0: Well, On Oilers Now, brought to you daily by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott is at the 630 Chad Studios. I'm at the home office, the city south side. The Edmonton Oilers are in transit, flying to uh, Toronto, where they'll be challenged tomorrow and Friday by... A Maple Leafs team that is dominating play, 5v5 litters coming off a disappointing 3-1 end result in which their power play was powerless over the course of two games against a very good Montreal Canadiens squad. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chat Studios. That song... Uh, has a special place in my heart, Brendan, but tell me why we opened up with California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas.
4: A Canadian band member of the Mamas and Papas, uh, Denny Doherty, passed away on this day in 2007. There you have it. I recall back in 1987,
0: I went down to visit a friend of mine. You occasionally hear some from him on this show On our Ashley Fine Floors text line uh, Left uh, Kelly and that's the song that I Plugged in on my Walkman On my cassette <laughs> As we departed From the airport In uh, Palm Springs Circa 1987 Came back Got after it, watched the Edmonton Oilers Win their third Stanley Cup in four years This is Oilers Now uh, Lots to get to, first half hour opportunity for you especially via text line on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 496 Ashley Fine Floors, renovating. Come see what's on sale at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or visit ashleyfinefloors.com. Hasn't been pretty through four games. A lot of you are upset very frustrated and exasperated with aspects of the Edmonton Oilers game. Uh, we will have a whole lot of time for text. We've got a little bit of a challenge phone line today, but uh, we might be able to work in some calls as well on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline today at 12.35. Let's face it. What was once a call-in show, a sports call-in show in the mid-2000s has now become a sports text-in show in the 2020s. Mark Spector uh, will do be handling a half hour with us today for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta at 105 for the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. That is Sportsnet's Mark Specker. Oilers and Leafs tomorrow. A man that knows the Leafs as well as anybody. And uh, like Speck, a... Uh, uh nationally based writer for Sportsnet. will hook up with chris johnson coming up at 135 for a toronto perspective we go early into the oilers now audio vault brought to you by direct workwear supporting local and canadian manufacturers in edmonton and online at directworkwear.com oilers and canadians last night and on chad cam michaels with uh, cam michael i knew that was going to happen i knew it had to happen uh Jack Michaels was doing the game with Louie on NHL hockey and Rogers Cam Moon. Uh was doing the six thirty Chad broadcast and partying with Brett Michaels in nineteen eighty seven was way too much fun. <laughs>
2: Drop the puck, and we are underway here at Rogers Place in Edmonton. Joachim Nygaard centers, and it's jammed up against the side of the goal, and Allen will cover it up. Back to the left wing point. Here's Nurse. He'll shoot it. Blocker save made by Allen. Face off in the Oilers' zone. Puck back on the point. Romanov shot. Scores. Romanoff let it go from the point. There might have been traffic. It squeezes through Koskinen, and it's 1-0 Montreal. Puck goes back to the point. Kulak to the middle. Shoots it. Blocked in front. Loose. Puck Gallagher with a shot off the pad. of Koskinen, who just got enough of it. Romanoff hammers a shot off the glove of Koskinen. Puts it back. Walking in. Weber shots. They made by Koskinen. Puck bounced off of Koskinen it is waved off the call on the ice is no goal The Dean Montreal player caused the Edmonton player to be into the net we have no goal on the ice Montreal has elected a coach's challenge to challenge the ruling on the ice of no goal here we go after the coach's challenge it was determined there was no goaltender interference we have a good goal on the ice well and what we figured. Yep. Here come the Canadians, two on one shorthanded. Lekkinen will come in, shoots and scores. Arturi Lekkinen on the two on one, just hammers it glove side. It's a shorthanded goal. It's three nothing
0: Montreal. A bit of a you know what? Uh, you're gonna you might see the orders change things up a bit here if the extra man. Just, you know, it just went off of uh, Dreisaitl in the middle bumper. Canadians roared back. And for the second consecutive
2: game, they get a shorty. Up to center. Duran, it is pocket-picked. Here's Shore. A breakaway. The shot. scores. Devin Shore with a shorthanded goal. And they've got it tied up. It does come loose. Time will run out. The Montreal Canadiens will be victorious.
0: All right, the uh, Canadians victorious. They deserve both games. They were the better team in both games. Edmonton had a good period uh, to start with, but uh, you can't lose momentum on the power play. Edmonton did that in the uh, series. 0 for three, give up a shorthanded goal against Jake Evans on the Saturday night loss. 0 for seven last night. Three straight power plays into the first period, uh, and then the the power play early in the second where they got no juice going. To me, it killed them. The Canadians then went on a 16-1. Sixteen to one run on shots. Koskinen had a pretty good second period till the final ten seconds. The uh, disputed goal—it was a goal. I mean, I'm sorry, like Devin Shore's backtracking on the play takes Jeff P- P- Jeff Petrie, they they careen into Koskinen. Koskinen comes out, dives out to make a great save on the initial shot from Weber. Weber goes Brendan Shanahan. Banks went in off of Koskinen's side in the net. To me, that was a goal all day. Uh Edmonton's power play. Can't be afraid to shoot the puck, and you can't pass it in, Lynette. That's here from Oilers head coach Dave Tippett on the explanation for the struggling PP. I think we got to shoot the
3: puck more. We uh, had some chances, but uh, you got to bury some of those chances. But uh, Montreal's doing a good job around the front of their net, and you got to pay the price to score. And we didn't bury the chances and uh, didn't shoot the puck enough.
0: Tip, it adds that, I mean, hey, it goes without saying. The owner said the number one power play in the National Hockey League last year. His expectation is the power play will be a strength.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the difference in the. I mean, our power play. Where we get seven chances, but you look at the two games, we come out of it, I think we had 10 power plays, and we came out minus two on the power plays. That's, uh, that's an area where it's, uh, you know, that should be one of our strengths, and it wasn't the last two games.
0: When they did win uh, offensive zone draws in the power play, 2D selective, did not shoot the puck enough. I mean, we must have said it 18 times over the last uh, two games. you got to put pucks in it and create chaos. Anybody that was listening to our broadcast knows that was a reoccurring theme, one that uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins reiterated.
1: We moving pretty well. We were getting some uh, good looks but I think uh, when teams are pressuring you like that uh, and things aren't clicking, maybe we need to shoot shoot the puck more, get rebounds and create chaos. And uh, A lot of the time when we're playing just road hockey um, off loose pucks, that's when we're at our best. So, I thought maybe as the game went on and things weren't clicking um, right away and, and weren't going in for us, maybe we can shoot the puck a little more, bit more and start to do that. I mean, it just uh, yeah, it was, those games is frustrating. Our power play had tons of tons of tons of looks and uh, just couldn't uh, find one. Uh,
0: let's circle back to Dave Tippett. He had these comments on the Oilers' improved defense uh, last night. Yeah, we were more we were more competitive, but. Uh... Like
3: to see our puck game improve but the competitive is what we're looking for to to defend better you got to be competitive first and then you got to be able to move the puck so we're better than the
0: competitive end of it ryan nugent hopkins concurred with the thoughts on the defense being improved it says the team's got to score
1: yeah, I mean, I think overall our our defensive game was a lot better tonight. Um, obviously, it was just a point shot off a faceoff for the first one. Uh, I think it was a power play um, for that really late one in the in the second. But um, obviously it's just a weird play and then uh, the shorthanded one. So overall, our five on five uh, defensive play was better. Um, offensively we gotta we gotta find a way to, to break these goalies and um, he, he he played well but I mean we're gonna face that all year uh, every team has good goalies right now and uh, we gotta find a uh, find a way to break them down just pepper them and uh, get used in that and, uh, and and just i mean yeah it just comes down to finding a way to put one in.
0: All right, uh, a couple of things to uh, hit on here. Again, that's the Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you daily by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at uh, Direct Workwear. So some further thoughts on last night's game. Koskinen gave the Oilers a good enough game to start. I know the first goal against wasn't great. He got peppered in period two and gave his team a puncher's chance. Um, can't be asleep at the wheel on the power play. And uh, the Oilers, when it comes to the power play, Barry started being a little bit more active, being prepared to put pucks to Lynette. net. It's almost like you have this—you're uh, not—you're not a jerk if you want to shoot the puck, and you can't pass it into Lynette. And the orders are playing against a team in Montreal that has the the best goaltending depth in the Canadian division. I had. Two individuals from Eastern Conference teams reach out last night to me and say they think Montreal has the best top four defense in the NHL, especially come playoff time when you factor in size. And those guys box the Oilers out a bit. Um, if you listen to the show over the course of the last three months, since October the 9th, we have reiterated over and over again that uh, of the belief that the Montreal Canadiens... Uh, would be a team competing for the top spot in the Canadian division. I also had Toronto there, and I had the Oilers there. And my expectation is that the Oilers will pick things up. That being said, uh, the goaltending situation to start the year probably has cost the Oilers at least one game because Koskinen starting three out of four, it was the third start in the fourth game where he looked fatigued and tired and it got to him during the course of that 5-1 Canadians victory. The Oilers maybe did enough in theory to be 2-2, two two, but right now Montreal's at a better spot than the Edmonton Oilers are. They're a better team than Edmonton. There's no way to sugarcoat it. That's just the reality of the situation. I don't know if you caught this in the opening broadcast uh that the uh that Sportsnet did, the national broadcast a week ago Wednesday, a week ago today, Elliot Friedman spoke about the fact that Connor McDavid uh did some off season work with Keith and Will Acton on face offs. Uh, McDavid's up around fifty five percent. Uh that McDavid sort of was frustrated with what happened in the head to head matchup against The Chicago Blackhawks' Jonathan Tays, who's been about a 58% faceoff guy, it's interesting because I can 100% guarantee you that a conversation occurred before we got to the play-in series about the fact that if Nugent Hopkins was playing with Dreisaitl, Taze would have to go against Leon and Leon is a superior face-off guy at this stage than Connor. And that would also mean that Chicago's second pairing, which at that time was Mod and Cuckoo, would spend more time going up against McDavid, and McDavid wouldn't get Taze. Um, in an effort for balance... And frankly, uh, you know what? you got to have guys for your best player to play with as well. You can once in a while move guys up and down a bit, but the decision was made to have Nugent Hopkins uh, with McDavid. It, it has stayed that way through the four, first four games. For everybody texting the show, sitting there saying, Bob, the Oilers need to play Nugent Hopkins back with Settle and Yamamoto, that's when the team is at its best. I hear those comments. I get the perspective of where you're coming from. The coach has a reason for doing what he's doing. Maybe he moves off of that today. I don't know. I do want to mention, as we look at our top story, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for a year, that's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Jim Atheson is reporting that Ryan McLeod has been... Um, uh assigned to Bakersfield this may tip off that a guy like James Neal is about to be activated off of RR uh, off of IR he of course was on the covid protocol list um here's where i mentioned that when edmonton went in toronto last year it was neal up front and injured james neal he got an injury in late november and basically played through it until he got shut down in late january and missed a bunch of games in february uh, but a little bit nicked up James Neal and Zach Cassian were McDavid's wingers when the Oilers beat the Leafs 6-4 in Toronto a year ago in January. And the Oilers had Nugent Hopkins at that time with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. Totally know what the numbers are when Dreisaitl was with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. My guess is Leon would tell you he'd have to be better. The, the power play has to be better. Connor would probably tell you he has to be better. And fans are sick me saying these guys would say they need to be better it's frustrating that the team's off to a one and three start some would say it's just four games and others would say no bob it's not a marathon this year it is more of a sprint because of the shortened season and i think in fairness that is a a fair perspective to have uh turris poliarvi niger i thought that they had a little bit better game Tourists. As I saw the numbers this morning uh, with Poliarvi and tourists together. It's, it's about minus 20, I believe, in shots forward versus shots against through the first four games. But I could have sworn last night, it seemed like there was a little bit more zone time. That said, Poliarvi seems to do okay transporting the puck. He's still challenged a bit to get pucks to the net. But Nygaard's speed helped out a little bit. Sure gets the goal. He's over 60% in the faceoff circle, which hasn't hurt as well, but he did lose a draw that led to the Canadians first goal last night. Made a nice play. I think he's going to be staying, well, probably staying in the lineup. I think Ethan Bear is going to draw back in tomorrow against Toronto on the right side. My guess is Laguson comes out. Russell is staying in for sure. Interesting. The Leafs are going 11-7. and Makes the guy wonder a bit. Maybe that's how you get a look at Bouchard at some stage. And if you heard the show yesterday, you know it's my belief that uh, Evan Bouchard and Philip Roberg have a higher ceiling uh, than any uh, Oilers defenseman in the organization right now, and Bouchard has the highest offensive ceiling. And to me, while it's great to have guys that can stop a cycle, uh, it's perhaps more effective if you have guys that can transition, pucks up the ice, either transport it or transition. Bouchard's had enough time for me in the minors, and uh, and frankly, your team's one or three. So I'm going to be intrigued to see what kind of lineup the Oilers have. Unfortunately, Jack and myself, for the first time in the uh, 11 years that we've worked together, uh, and the first time for me in 13 seasons, we're not traveling with the team, we're not going to be down there for the morning skate tomorrow, uh, but hey, at least we're playing, and you know what, I want to re- remind everybody of that. We are playing. I can tell you that it is a completely different experience in the building not having the fans there. There have been moments in each of the three losses so far where the fans could have helped pick the Oilers up. And our fans are smart enough at Edmonton. They know when to do that. So they have been missed. And speaking of that, just to circle back one more time into the Oilers Now Audio Vault about the fans. Uh, the Oilers have spent, uh, everybody else has traveled somewhere. Edmonton has not had that experience yet. Right, the Oilers played in the Edmonton bubble in the loss against Chicago, and then they played their first four uh, season uh, games this season at home. And Dave Tippett said last night after the game that they might welcome a change of scenery in Toronto.
3: We're still trying to figure our team out. You know, we, we got to get our competitive levels up. I think it'll be good for our team to go on the road. Myself, just we haven't played a road game since last March, so just hopefully a change of atmosphere or a change of. Uh... Out of an arena and get on the road and uh, play some strong road hockey and find a way to win and the team
0: did have a good road record last year all right uh it is currently 12 26 in edmonton time to go into nhl today for our friends at elite promotional marketing wishing you and yours all the best here in 2021 head to elite promo marketing.com
4: Another busy one around the NHL tonight. Seven more games, although just one North Division matchup out in Ottawa. The Winnipeg Jets are visiting the Canadian Tire Centre now. Actually, nine games were originally scheduled today, but a Stanley Cup rematch between Tampa and Dallas was postponed a while back, and then the NHL postponed the Hurricanes and Predators game today out of an abundance of caution. Now, Pierre Lebrun reported it is a COVID issue with Carolina. Jordan Stahl has missed uh, their last two games in COVID protocol. Some fines handed out by the NHL this morning as well. Canucks forward Elias Pettersson uh, just under uh, $4,000 for slashing Sean Monahan in last night's game. Nicholas Obey-Kubel of the Flyers fined $4,600 for roughing up Rasmus Dahlin. And Wild defenseman Greg Pattern just uh, got $5,000 for cross-checking Sonny Milano. Bob
0: all right, uh, we are uh, going to open up our text lines, our Ashley Finefloor's text lines at 12.35 today. Uh, former defenseman Marcus text the show to say, Bob, good luck keeping Oilers fans for uh, jumping off the wall today. You know what? It's all about perspective. We could be sitting here talking about the fact how uh, Germany has uh, now seen a significant increase in the death rate in their country after all the platitudes that were directed towards their way uh, back during the summer. They've now passed Canada uh, for a higher death rate per million. I mean, we could be talking COVID. Uh, COVID's a real issue. There's a lot of you uh, that have had your businesses... Uh, that have been you know kicked the snot out of you you've had to lay off employees uh it's tough times i can appreciate this sports is the toy department of life and uh, we'll deal with some of the criticism coming up and maybe who knows maybe some of you see some silver linings in some of the things that are maybe happening right now but i certainly understand the frustration with a one and three start to the season off to a global news weather and traffic update with eileen bell